welcome to the Backpack Podcast. It is Thursday, and that means Nerder She Wrote. I'm your host, David Ford, joined as always by my partner in crime, Coach David Thorpe. How are you, Coach? All is well. I am excited to watch some games tonight, actually. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm missing NBA, and uh, I think, like a lot of people, last night I, I was itching for some basketball and uh, fired up the Duke UNC game just to be. Uh, bummed out like 30 seconds in, um, I, you know, it's it, the timing was terrible. I, I mean, anytime a guy gets hurt, it's terrible, but I had just been talking a lot the previous day about how much money Duke is making off Zion Williamson, how much money the NCAA is making off Zion Williamson and how much of a risk it is every single time he steps on a basketball court. And, uh, then he goes and blows through a, a pair of shoes or I guess one shoe in a way I've never seen before and uh, grabs that knee. Um, The early reports are that it's just a mild sprain of some sort. Scared that shit out of me. Um, So I'm sure you were watching too, right? I mean, one of the few times all year I actually put on nothing but college hoops. Uh, I had four games, I had four games on and that, but that was the game. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Barack Obama was there. It was and, the game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, when I, I, I don't watch a lot of college with my son, period, because if we, if we do watch anything together, it's NBA. Um, Duke's got assistant coaches that I know. One of them, I actually trained Chris Carowell um, mm-hmm. when he was uh, leaving. He was first team All-American at Duke. And uh, he came here for that summer before he went to the NBA, got drafted second round, didn't make it. But um, uh, I. They have another assistant, Nate James, that I used to watch play in high school for a buddy of mine who coached him. And uh, right above that was Woj coaching uh, uh, Marquette. Mm-hmm. And I, his, his high school team played in the same big-time tournament my high school team that I coached in in the 90s played in. And we, we didn't play each other. And he used to so. slap the mm-hmm. floor back then too? You know, I don't remember if his team did. His coach is a real famous guy. Uh, you know, he didn't look like a player that could do all that much at Duke. He made the most of it. But, uh, so we really were all fired up. Uh, and, uh, and then he goes down right away and, and it, we watched for a half. I, I don't think I caught three plays the second half. I watched the first half. I turned it off almost immediately. I, I, I think I watched basketball. like five or six. Yeah. Well, college basketball is terrible. And, and, um, you know, but there there's some interesting guys in that Duke team to pay attention to that are not Zion. I mean, guys that are going to go. I mean, I think Cam Reddish could wind up being the best pro in this entire class. Like I've seen him. You mean uh, not including Zion? I'm I'm saying even including Zion. They if everything think that. if everything hits, now I still think Zion. I might love be, I love Reddish. I, yeah. I've never watched these guys play. I've oh, okay. So I've seen him before. I I liked Reddish more than RJ is really selfish to me. Uh, it was one game. It's not fair for me to say sure. unequivocally, but I did not like my son was even saying, Oh, you got to make that pass. And I thought both teams were a little bit selfish, but in particular, RJ was uh, Barrett, very talented player. I liked Reddish, but Zion's at another level Absolutely. potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I mean. Uh, I, and I think, you know, if, if things fall the right way, Cam could wind up being the best pro and the NBA game, I think is going to suit him better than the college game. So, um, but the the Zion injury to me is I don't know it's just such a I, I don't want to like sit and hammer at home because it's something we probably should have been talking about on and off all year um, and should probably talk about on and off every year the amount of money 
that these schools and, and that NCAA makes on the backs of, you know, guys like Zion Williamson. I mean, he's a superstar. The, the ticket prices on the resale market last night were the second most for any event that wasn't the Super Bowl. I, I mean, it was second behind the Super Bowl. I'm going Duke, like Duke wasn't making that money. No, 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 no. That's the Brokers resale market. Making that money, but yeah, yeah of but the, you're the right. concessions they're making money. TV ratings. TV. The TV like deal that they're making a billion dollars just for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That doesn't include the local deals that, you know, that the ACC has, the ACC network, all that stuff. Um, you know, nobody has a problem with, with coach K making uh $10 million or whatever he's making. Now look, they're private schools. So, you know, I guess they could do what they want. Um, but in, in most places, the highest paid public employee is a basketball or a football coach. I got a big problem with that in particular, because we're making these, these guys who should be making money. Now this is, this is a twofold problem, right? Like the NBA and, and their the players union have negotiated to keep these adults from being able to make money in America. Right now the G league hopefully will solve this problem, but that doesn't absolve the NCAA of what they are doing by making money off these guys. And it could all be solved. And I, I want your opinion on this. Yep. Why don't we just let them make money on their name and their likeness? If Zion Williamson, like I, I brought this up yesterday, like he should be sponsoring, like sponsored by Ford. They should have him in a Ford Raptor commercial because it's the only freaking car on the market that's anything like Zion. Have him dunking over the truck, you know, in, in a pair of Timberland boots, some Wrangler jeans. I don't care. Like this guy should be able to make money like anyone else in America. And the number one point of concern that people have brought up is shoe companies. And then the little guy, the Joe Schmo, that's the 16th man on the bench. Well, for Joe Schmo, that college scholarship actually is pretty good compensation because he's going to stay four years. He's going to get his degree. Okay. He's not making, you know, $10 million in this season for Duke University. Um, But also, I mean, Joe Schmo is marketable wherever he's from. I guarantee it, unless he's from like, you know, Atlanta, DC, you know, New York, some big city. If he's from like where I'm from, West Point, Virginia, there's no way that the little local car dealership wouldn't love to have him in a commercial. So I, I just I, I think that that's an easy way to solve the problem. It would at least get people off the NCAA's back. Um, what do you think? I, I think that I didn't know you're from West Virginia, but no, uh, Virginia. Uh, oh, Virginia, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, these NCAs, I mean, all your ideas are right. The NCAA is never going to allow it because they can't pierce that veil. They, right. ha- they have to keep up the illusion of student athlete and all of that and fairness. And I could spend, an, I, I mean, I've done this for 30 years. I've sent, I sent my first player to college, uh, uh, 1988 was the first, uh, my first year of coaching, 1978, our best player signed with a, a high level junior college. Um, and then after that, we started sending guys to D1 and D2 schools. Uh, and so I've always dealt with this. Um, the NCA is not the business that they pretend to be in. They just aren't. Yeah. And so when I was, when I was in Wales a couple of years ago, uh, over, over that 10 days or so, I went to, I went to a game in Wales in Swansea, in Swansea city, a beautiful stadium. And, uh, I went to, uh, another premier league game. This was a, one of the cup games they have for soccer 
then I went to a, a game in London, an Arsenal game. Our team played Arsenal. That was pretty amazing. 55,000 fans, and, uh, uh, all great experience, tons of fans. And then I went to our, our team has academy. So we, I went to some of the academy games. And these are basically, you know, 23-year-old professionals, 21-year-old professionals, 17-year-old professionals. And then below that, they're just high school aged and middle school aged, uh, where, you know, the only fans who come are, are, are parents. And so here's my point. We also drove by, because I was there for a long time, like universities that have their own soccer team. Now, there's a pro, there's pros starting at 16. If you're right. any, if you're any kind of special player, you're on a professional team. And yet these universities still have games and fans come. Yeah. So that's what the world's doing. My, my argument is, and I said this a long time ago, it was used to be the D League. 75,000 was, was the number I came up with. This is probably 12 years ago. So add inflation, make it 100, which I think now is 125. Is it's going to be 125. Yeah. So, so years ago I said 75. And you'll get anyone that can't go right to the NBA but likely has a professional future if someone's willing to pay them that money. Right. And college will not be what it is now, which is why they're fighting it because they're but making it, so much money. It and could improve it. It could improve the experience. And, and I've, I've made this argument. So I think the G league, like if you're not going to get rid of the 19, you know, the one year removed from high school rule, they will They'll get rid of that. I think they will. It's but not. if you don't, and you just want the G league to be a stepping stone, which, Hey, you know what? There are worse ideas. Yeah. In a year of, no, hey, we're going to teach you how to be a pro, teach right. you how to be an adult, all this stuff. That'd be great. 125, but you can sign any shoe deal you want. Like Zion would get paid by Nike or Adidas. He'd pr probably Adidas. Oh, just yeah. throwing that out there. Their fans um, would, it would be crazy. Absolutely. You would actually put people into G League games. But I would argue that it won't hurt the colleges because they'll get the guys. You'll get more schools like UNC, right? UNC is not a one and done school. Those, well, not this year. Well, no, no, but I, he is, uh, uh, Roy Williams has tried to get away from that. Villanova well, yeah, he fights is not a one and done yeah, school, right? Like Villanova who has been super, super successful. Yeah. So there are schools out there that are successful, that are packing gyms that don't have guys that have pro, uh, at least lottery pick futures. A lot of them are pros, but they're not lottery picks. So I, I think that, and then what you would get is more of the stuff when college basketball was in its heyday, kind of late eighties, early nineties. Uh, when we had all these these great players that were there for you know three or four years, you'll get more of that. You will have people you know that you can follow, like Christian Leitner or Tim Duncan, who played four years, right? Like have great college careers. That will improve the fan experience. It will be better rather than feeling like you're just rooting for laundry, which I imagine a lot of people that root for Kentucky and Duke now feel, right? Like Duke had. Four guys that are one and done in their starting lineup this year. Is, is Jones one and done? I think he will be. Oh, he's pretty good. Um, so I, I want to get rid of the rule to begin with. Uh, yes, if you can serve in the army. You should be able to go play in the NBA or the NFL. For it's that a matter. union thing, though, right? Like yeah. it, it yeah. was. It was They'll negotiated. vote that. They'll change that. Uh, yeah. eventually. LeBron will help to that. Um, I think that I don't really give a fuck if people like college anymore. Like, why is that my concern? Right. Exactly. I, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm it's not unfair worried. to the kids. Period. Right. If it works out when college can figure out a marketable business plan that, that makes revenue, great. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Harvard's sitting on billions in endowment. Stanford, billions in endowment. There's lots and lots of schools with billions, not millions, billions with a B, in endowment. I, they don't need the more, the, that money. Other, other 
schools, of course, probably could use it. Right. But that, but not at the expense of kids. Yeah. Not at the expense of 18-year-old men. They can't even have jobs. Like, I, I think yeah, that this so is ridiculous. another thing. Like, someone brought up if uh, an, an academic scholarship person should be paid. Well, that guy can go get a summer job or yeah. whatever, right? right? Like, he can he can do whatever he wants. The the players cannot. Right. And not, not only that, they can't get a summer job before they go to college, like the summer before they go to college. There's it's so really many ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And uh, I had a, a really, really talented NBA prospect level player who uh, was a freshman at a big, big school, a school that's won national championships or champion anyway, at least one. Uh, and he called me when he's a super smart guy. This was, he's probably late thirties now, maybe 40. He called me and said, coach, uh, our coach keeps kicking us out of practice in the morning, uh, and bring us back later at night or in the afternoon, bring us back later at night. And, um, just so we can get around the 20 hour rule. So we get like an hour cause you're only supposed to work 20 hours a week. You're going to see. Right. So he's like, we'll get an hour in and he kicks, brings us back for a whole new practice. And they kind of race that one hour. And he's like, I'm doing fine. He's, he's a straight A student. He was an all, academic All-American four years in college. He said, um, I got a big physics test tonight. And we have practice. Like, what do I do? I'm like, what do you mean? There's not even a question. Uh, you're going to, you're going to take your test. Yeah. You're, 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 you're a student also. He's like, coach, that doesn't work this way here. Now I had sent all the players to the school and I said, well, this coach is different than the previous coaches, but you need to talk to your academic advisor, but you, you're the... You're there to study first. And he got in big trouble for it. And turns out he ended up getting injured a few times. He was a high-level player. Like uh, Howard Garfield once said he's the best passing big man since Bill Walton. He's a, this is a kid that I trained for many years when he was in high school. Um, and now he's a very, very successful businessman because he actually went to class, made a, lot, made a great network of people. It's not necessarily what you learn in these classes sometimes for a lot of these athletes. It's also just building a network. One of the best – it's really the best benefit of playing college basketball is you inject yourself into a vast network. Uh, Corey Brewer tells me stories when he goes to weddings, every Gator fan immediately connects with him. Like that, that's Corey ended up making the NBA, but if he hadn't, they'd still connect with him. He brought them great memories. Right. Those are potential employers or business partners. So that is a value that I get. Uh, what, what, what's not fair is what you're saying. Uh, I was reading the other day, um, uh, people are going to watch the youngest ball kid play. Yeah, uh, Lamella. I don't know his name. He's uh, at Spire Academy in, lots in of Ohio. People. Yeah. I don't know who's making that money. Maybe maybe the kid is. It wouldn't surprise me, which is why he won't be able to play in college, by the way. Right. He, well, he, he also I, played He played pro in Lithuania. Right, but they so. might be able to get past that. They won't be yeah. able to get past it if he makes a, a money. But my point is Zion would, would get paid. Yeah. People will come watch that kid play. Absolutely. I actually have this guy's – are losing and and yes, they're developing uh, their craft to some degree yeah. for the NBA, but but it's coming at the expense of if it, at, at, it's at the risk of uh, an injury. I read today the erroneous report. This was erroneous that Zion blew his Achilles out. I panicked right. when I read it, and I just thought, you know what? I would have seen this before. You know, I went to Facebook. I would have found that yeah. earlier, and it was a fake thing. But but I know of people that have blown their Achilles out who jump like him. Absolutely. Like that, he is taking that risk. And I don't mind that he's doing it. It's not like the bowl games in football where players are skipping that because their season's done. They're not playing right. for a championship. 
He's allowed to want to win a national champion. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. allowed to do whatever he wants. Right. And that's the most important thing to remember. And I and like I've talked to him and that dude loves to play. Like, I mean, you can watch you him see. play. Yeah. A lot of joy, super yeah. high motor. Yeah. He actually chose to go to this school with these guys because they're his buddies. I mean, it, you know, that's this is like he's still a kid who's enjoying what he's doing, right? Like, so I, I just want to say my opinion shouldn't affect, you know, like I don't care what he chooses. That's up yeah, to do him. what you want to do. Right. But my opinion is based on how the NCAA acts around the entire thing. Not, not about Zion. I'm not. Yeah. I think it's great that he loves to play basketball and wants to play. Yeah. Um, a lot of people said, well, if he wanted to get paid, he should have gone to Europe. Okay. Listen, let's be realistic about this. How many 18 year old kids are suited to leave their family or, you know, maybe they take them with them, but leave everyone that they know, go to a country that, you know, unless they're going to Australia, uh, which is, which is fine. The NBL is doing a good job of this or trying to, at least, um, going somewhere where you don't speak the language, you don't know the customs, you don't, don't know the culture. Yeah. I mean, come on. When you, when you, when you say that, when you say people are saying they should just go to Europe, that sounds like a Trump fan. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't like these archaic, ridiculous rules that we have. So we'll go leave somewhere the country, else. right? Instead of changing the rule because it's the rule yeah. that's wrong, right? Yes, and I, and I think at some point they're going to go right to the pros. What I, what will happen with college? I have no idea. I would like a full. I mean, talk about free market. I'd like a fully free market. G League can pay what they want. I realize there's a limit just because they don't need money compared to others. Yeah, they're not trying to compete with the NBA. Uh, if they want to go pay, uh, the Julie wants to offer a guy $75,000, but he can go to Wisconsin. Let him make a choice. Yeah. I, I know what I would choose for my child, but that does not mean anyone else's children should be, uh, not given an option. Yeah. Give them the option. If they want to play, if they want to play professional basketball, they should be able to play professional basketball period. They can always go back to school, but there is a limit. And I say this all the time. The, these guys are, they have four years of high school at most. And then they have four years of college at most. Right. I say at most because some kids don't even make it for four years. Uh, they should be allowed to maximize that opportunity. Yeah. I, I just think uh, the system that we've got doesn't work. I had this idea to recruit, um, you know, like the top 15 players and do like a, a thing where maybe partner with like a P3 or an IMG or something like that and do a barnstorming tour that's sponsored by Nike or Gatorade or whatever pay these guys like half a million each for the year, give them pro training and tour around the country. Who are you playing? Playing, playing whoever doing like the globe trotters, even maybe playing each other. Uh, maybe, you know, taking on whoever, like you guys put together, uh, like they do for hoop summit where they get the world yeah. team or whatever. Steve yep. Blake's always out there playing, yep. you know, do, let's do whatever. And then just put on a show. And in the, in the meanwhile, again, this is what the G league wants to do. Not only they're not going to be on one team, but the most important part is they're actually getting player development for that year instead of, you know, whatever they get in college. Like I don't want to knock any coaches in particular, although this is going to sound like a shot at Calipari, but I mean, how many guys go there for one year and get better? I've never, oh, I, 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 I think so. I think about, think about the bit. stuff that guys coming out of Kentucky wind up being able to do like in their first year that we didn't know. Like we didn't know Carl Anthony Towns was going to shoot jumpers. Yeah. Or that's, that's, that's Devin the Booker. I always hear. Yeah. Or sure Devin Booker out. can run pick and roll. But I would, who'd you say? Devin Booker. Yeah. Derek Rose too. Couldn't run yeah. pick and roll. And they ran dribble drive. Um, I think that 
I think Cal actually does a good job of teaching the overall game. And I think there is some skill, if not development, at least maintenance. Um, they're limited. I mean, that, you know, that's the other irony is they're, right. they're, they're tasked with player development, but limited to how many hours they're available to do that with their player because right. of all these stupid-ass rules. Also, they uh, have to go to class. like, Of course. And it's a joke. Well, let's just call it – no sure, one's seen this. Sure. I'm using quotation marks. Class. Right. Yeah. That's all a fraud too. Uh, there should be the college experience for anyone who wants to go and for the top players, just like a lot of, you know, the, the most famous minds like Bill Gates left because duty called, business called. Why would basketball, why, why are we doing this any differently for players? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Steve Jobs dropped out of college. I'm Mark sorry, Zuckerberg. Right. All the smart guys. Yeah. Yeah. Dell Computer, uh, what his name is, Stephen Dell. They all did. They all did. Many did. Uh, and by the way, they could work while they were in college too. Yeah, it's just I don't. It's so backwards. It, and it's you know, there's a lot of underlying stuff that comes up. A- anytime you talk about college basketball versus the NBA, anyway, there's a lot of wild stuff that comes up just because the like they're the average fan you know, of, of both. Um, it's a little bit different and there's not a lot of overlap. There's a lot of people that only like college basketball or, and, and those casual fans probably only watch the tournament, but they're, they're the ones that tell you, Oh, they don't play defense in the NBA. Bullshit. They, they're those fans. Like it's like, uh, they root for, they like watching NASCAR because of the potential for a crash. Right. College basketball is a whole bunch of crashes. Yeah, and, and a whole bunch of refereeing. Like, I don't want to watch refs, and I don't want to watch coaches, right? The good NBA coach, I can't even tell if he's coaching or not. But a college coach, I mean, it's it's a, it's a coach's show, you know. It definitely is. I think Roy and 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 Shish, I think William Shevsky are among the best ever from a motivational standpoint. I really, I actually really like how Roy Williams coaches his teams. Um, he's a, he's tough, but he's a cheerleader. And so is right. coach K. They're not jerks. Yeah. That video not, of Roy Williams, like dancing with his team. I've not seen it. Oh, he like walks into the locker room. Um, uh, I love that. I'll, I'll send it to you, but yeah, I, I, like, like that's, that's, that's good coaching. Like you can tell that guy has a good relationship with his players. Yeah. What, oh yeah. Michael Jordan loves him. When I first was coaching in the eighties, you know, he was an assistant coach for Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. No one ever knew this was going to happen. Right. Uh, people had said he was a great assistant coach or whatever, but you could just see it. The, the His kids love to compete for him. I, I watched, uh, oh, I think it was a Carolina game yesterday where a kid messed up. Roy Williams kind of waved him over. Man, that kid ran to him so fast. Y- you don't see that a lot anymore, which in a sense, I'm glad. I, I don't like players who just automatically give their coach everything who haven't earned it right. uh, uh, because they intend to steer him in the wrong direction. When you earn it, that's different. Um, I was telling my son yesterday, I, I, I'm lucky to have a lot of players who, who still say yes, sir, to me when I text them stuff. I've earned that. I, didn't, I never asked for that. I don't always get that. I, I don't ask for it ever. But it, it means something to me that, that, that they send that to me because I've earned it. Roy Williams has guys competing. He's earned it. And that, that didn't come by accident. That's not like an abusive dad who get, whose kids fall in line because they're petrified of him. That's not the case. Now, I have my issue with Roy Williams he fought to get guys like Ty Lawson back to school and all that. I don't love that. And maybe he's changed now. But I think he's a great motivator. And there's something to be said for that, for sure. Uh, and, and his teams play well. 
I read a, was it true that their big white kid was being ragged yesterday? Luke May. Like, like you're, you're like only a three-star player. Yeah. You read about this? I heard that. You know, I don't know. I mean, I like he put up 30 and 15. It'd be a weird time to say that. Right. Well, he like how, how out of the loop would He's you a have good to player. be? You know what? All right. So like, it's funny. Like I, I hate that we're talking about college basketball, but it's really interesting. Right. So you can have a guy like Tyler Hansbrough, right. Yeah. Who, I mean, yes, he had a, a, a little NBA career, but it's nothing special. The guy was freaking national player of the year. Right. Like just goes to show that like, it's a completely different game. Luke well, May 30 and 15. That guy might be like a mid to late second rounder from right. talking the, to my guys. College game is way more based on power because you still have 18 year olds playing that are right. just physically small and, and the refs call a, a looser game, like by far, it's much more physical typically. And so the powerful guy has a big advantage, which is why the older kids have the advantage over the younger kids. And, um, Hansborough just physically beat everyone up. And that isn't the case in the NBA. They're all men. Yeah. I feel like Luke May has been playing for like 10 years. I don't, I, I, I didn't recognize him. I don't know that I've seen Carolina play since Wayne Ellington was there. I don't oh, really wow. remember. Yeah. But uh, I don't really watch any. And when, when I am watching on the NCAA tournament, I'm not really paying attention to names. Right. I'll do that on Synergy. Like yeah. when I get to Synergy where I'm sitting, the camera I'm looking at you at, this is the computer I use. Yeah. I, I can really focus. If I'm watching the NCAA tournament, uh, I'm in a big, I'm in a normally in a big place with some friends and I'm just watching the actions. I'm not really paying attention to the play. Exactly. Yeah. It's more, that's more like, it's like watching the Super Bowl. It's more of an event right. than anything else. You know, and I mean, that's the college basketball that I'll watch at almost all year. Um, I have watched a, a, a little bit of uh, Zion um, just because, you know, this guy's special. Um, sort of like watching Luca overseas. You know, I, I watched Luca for three years before, yeah. before he came to the NBA. Um, but with Zion, it's more just like, what ridiculous thing is he doing today? Uh, and then I, what I, I start my cheating with synergy sometime in April and, uh, you know, go from there. Um, but watching the tournament. Yeah. So it's all about just having fun. Um, Jade, are you there? Yes. I did. I did. There was some breaking news I wanted you to. Did you see the? You want to hit that first, and then I'll come in. Well, we Davis, can. Anthony Davis going to play. I guess Against, the news came out that he's going to play on Friday. He's going to play on Friday. Um, so I guess uh, the shoulder injury that he left early. He left for Charlotte early uh, from the game uh, last week. I guess it's it's not bothering him. So. Uh, yeah, he's going to play against Indiana. Do, do you still feel like Indiana should just sit him? I mean, New Orleans should sit him. Uh, yes. I think it's just I, – I think there's nothing for them to be gained by playing him other than it's really bad for the league. Uh, it, it, there is the potential for injury. And, man, no one wants their superstar booed. Right. It's, it's a mess all the way around. And they're not the only ones who, who are to blame. There's lots of blame to go around the Lakers side and Rich, Rich Paul side. But – yeah, at this point, you got to do always got to do what's best for the franchise. You claimed you were not going to trade him no matter what, right? Because that's what's best for the franchise. And then all of a sudden, you were willing to trade him because that's what was best for the franchise because he, he was going to resign. And so now, what's best for the franchise is you don't play the guy. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't play him. But it's no it's a real like um, pulling the curtain back, right? Like like we we now have seen the wizard. Um. This is one of the like downsides of all this stuff, like all the media coverage and everything for the league is that 
this whole situation is ugly. It's not, it's not good. There's not good PR coming out of this, right? Like, um, yes, there's buzz and there's drama just because people are naturally attracted to that. And, you know, we all want to get our jokes off and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you're the league, well, now the, the shady stuff that goes on behind the scenes has all been out there in the open. And, and like you said, just sitting the guy, it's bad for the league. I mean, he's one of the, you know, top six or seven guys in the NBA. You can't just not play him. And also, and you can't do this for collusion reasons, but there, there also is a chance to teach the agent a lesson here so that agents in the future can recognize there is a consequence, there is a potential risk to, to asking out as early as Anthony Davis did. And again, I support it. Thought that, yeah, I've said this on this show many times. They should have traded him a long time ago. Absolutely. He's not coming back. But if you want to say it publicly, which was a choice they made, they didn't have to make. Then understand that if we can't consummate a deal, we are not going to be playing a guy who's already said publicly they don't want to be here anymore, uh, especially if we have our draft pick and want to pick and all that. And so that might make the agent make sure he doesn't say anything public, which is the mistake. Right. That they made is they made absolutely this is not to be public and no one would have known. It should have always been behind the scenes. And, and yep. like it, to me, it was an overplaying of the hands. It was, you know, yep. I mean, it, turning it into you basically then turning it into a pissing contest. Now, Dell Demps got fired after this. Um, and, and so who knows what's going to happen there. If that being the thing that got Dell Demps fired is, I mean, you know, I, it's weird. Um, but you turn it into a pissing contest by saying, listen, you, you know, we're asking for a trade and like the, the fine is so weak. Like that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, come on, man, 50,000, it should be like a million because it's conduct detrimental to the league. I, yeah. I, I stand by this, that here we are right now. One of the best players in the world, it might be sitting. Although now they say he's playing. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. And, but on the other hand, I appreciate that, you know, Rich Paul is a guy who is, Hey, I'm, I'm working for my guy. I get it. I can understand it from everyone's perspective. It looks good for nobody and all of this stuff. And, and then not to mention using the media, you know, to try to pressure the other side. It, how hard is this stuff to do? Why couldn't it just happen all behind the scenes? Right. Well, so our first true hoop newsletters are coming out. Uh, I think maybe even tomorrow. I, I won't be doing anything for tomorrow. But I, I look at this uh, next week. Uh, I, I wrote something about how badly the Lakers screwed up on this. And I wrote a separate issue about how bad the Pelicans screwed up. Um, because, yeah, there's, like I said, there's blame to go around everywhere. And uh, there's egg all over the place, and they all got to clean it up. And it's not going to get pretty for a while. Both, both teams are screwed. And Anthony Davis is screwed for a while, too. Yeah. I mean, what if he winds up not going to L.A. this summer? Yeah. So now we, are we going to deal with this for another year? Right. Now, he, I guess he said that Boston is on his list. Why yeah. would you believe anything he said? Right, exactly. Right. There's he, no credibility. He, he said all 30 whatsoever. teams are on the list. Yeah. All, so, well, 29. 29 teams. Yeah. So his yeah, value is tanked. The only team he won't go to is back to New Orleans. <laughs> right. His value is tanked. Well, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say his value is tanked because um, teams might still want to make a move for him, but they're not going to offer everything. Right. If they don't believe he'd be signed with them. Right. So everyone wants them. But what the, the cost to get them is different. Right. I was reading about uh, how the, uh, someone wrote uh, about uh, someone in the New York Times. And they wrote about how the Warriors and Giannis. Well, like, come on, that's not news that yeah. that Warriors would covet Giannis Antetokounmpo to replace right. Durant. Hello. Yeah, of course they would. 
Right. Yeah. The bigger question is whether that Giannis is considering leaving Milwaukee. That article didn't talk about that. Right. You could talk about his relationship with Steph Curry, and they both are with Octagon. That's fine. Uh, but it's not interesting to me that the Warriors would love it. Would love the best six nine small forward in the world today, or whatever you want to call him, however tall he is. Of course they do. They're not stupid. They're the Warriors. Everyone, everyone wants Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why wouldn't they? It definitely would be a light years move. Hmm. All right, guys. Gilbert Arenas has a podcast. It's called No Chill, the No Chill Podcast, Dave. Uh, it is raw, unfiltered, unpredictable. Every episode, an hour long. You know him as one of the most dynamic personalities in the NBA. It's got to be true, right? It's not just a myth. No, no chill, Gil has no a podcast. No chill, Gil, baby. Uh, he is an all star. He is also an all NBA, all opinion, and always with no chill. He's made a name for himself lighting up scoreboards, and now he's continuing to light it up with Kevin Durant, Nick Young, Matt Barnes, Ice Cube, and many more top guests coming soon. Every episode, Gil shares his unique perspective on the game, who's playing it, the personalities involved, and everything in between. You know, you never know. Sorry, you never know what they're going to say next. You never know what's going to happen. Hey, hey, if he's real, hey, if he's hey. still pulling up from thirty feet on the podcast, that's going to be a must listen. <laughs> uh, he has the most points in the Staples Center by a visiting player. Uh, co-host and producer Mike Botticello is Gil's wingman. Co-host Mike Botticello has worked on the NBA circuit for over a decade. Gil and Mike dig in on hot topics, trends, and burning questions. New episodes drop every Monday, a day early on Himalaya, uh, and are available everywhere you get your podcasts. And listen, uh, again, listen a day early on Himalaya, I guess. Um, for the people that have Himalaya out there, you're getting this one day early. So it's the bonus. Uh, speaking of... <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> I mean, what was? How are you going to transition here? Speaking uh, of, I got it. No, speaking chill? of Himalaya uh, and mountains, uh, the the mountaintop of the MVP race, Giannis, <laughs> Paul George, and James Harden. Uh, how much do you think national television games, so like TNT, ESPN, NBA TV, has an effect on voters? Do you th- do you think that's a real thing? I really have no idea. I'm happy to talk about it. I don't. I don't really pay attention to any of that stuff off the court. Um, I think. The, I think the be. I've said before. I'm sure it's a bad award. The, it should be most outstanding player during the regular season, MVP of the postseason. Agreed. Um, the most outstanding. So I don't even know what the. I don't know what they're looking for. Uh, and Russell proved you don't have to be on a winning team. I think his team was six seed in the West. They were the. They, yeah, they had 47 wins. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't even know what the rules are anymore. Um, most outstanding player, you know, I'd probably lean Harden if the award was given today. It's not. I'd, I don't know if naturally, I mean, you'd think with League Pass and all these highlights, I mean, you go to YouTube and get 10 minutes of highlights per game, uh, lots and lots and lots of plays, um, and not just all dunks and threes. I'd, you know, Paul George to me is a really interesting candidate. Uh, they could finish as the second seed. He's the been defense. incredible. His huh? defense is yeah, I and mean, he's defensive. Right, player that's of what I'm saying. Candidate. So For he's going to win defensive player of the year, probably, yeah, probably. And he's pr- having a prolific offensive year. 
So he's he's a dark horse, and people may want to uh, not give it to Harden again. And they may feel like, um, uh, well, Giannis doesn't shoot great, although he they're the best team in the league so far this year, Milwaukee, in terms of what they've accomplished. They're probably number one overall, you know, point margin, all of that. Um, so I get Giannis. The best player in the league is not even gonna get not even gonna get a vote. Well, right. Although Steph he Curry, might. Steph Curry, I, you think he might get a he might get a couple. Let's see how it finishes up. Yeah, see, I, I think that I think it's it's Giannis, Paul George, Harden in some order. Probably Giannis one, and then you know, people are flipping and flopping on Paul on Paul George and Harden. And then I think it's Jokic right behind those guys who probably should be in that top pack as well. But the defense is, you know, a question with him. And then Steph is right there behind it. That's, that's how I see it kind of breaking down. Although I could see Jokic not even being in the top five, you know, because who watches the nuggets? Right. That's your point. Yeah. It's too bad. I think Jokic judges are to be in the top five. Yeah. Uh, their, their team, even though they're cratering defensively, they're still the two seed in the end of February. Right. Right. In the West. So that, that says something about value. And no one else is at the level of he is on that team. Um, I, I'm more interested in whether or not Curry is going to go bonkers in the postseason and win his first MVP in the, of the finals, which I'd love for him to have. I'd love to have, have that. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it. I actually think that they might go 16 and 0 in the playoffs this year. I mean, we're a little early to be talking about the playoffs, but. Um, I think, I think they really could do a 16 0 run. All it takes is them actually like locking in and having no one get hurt. Well, and, and, you know, listen, you got to shoot well, and you got any other team got to not shoot amazingly well. One game, I, 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 I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I think they're much that much better than everyone. Yeah. It's just hard to do that for six straight game, which is why teams don't do it. I, I remember Moses Malone, fo, fo, fo. Like That's I was, right. a, I was a young kid and a fan at that time. Not, not that young of a kid. And I hated the Sixers. I was a Laker fan. Um, oh. Oh, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I, I was happy that he didn't get that. <laughs> they yeah. lost the game. Uh, so, okay, let's talk playoffs. Um, we're in the home stretch. There's like 25 games left, right? right? We're, we're two months away from the playoffs starting. Currently, the Lakers are the 10th seed. They're like two and a half games out. And uh, they have to, the 7th, 8th, Ninth and tenth seeds are within three games. Is that correct? Yeah. Let me double check that. That's right. Because I had it. Okay. Yeah, Spurs four games. Have Thirty-three four games. wins. Well, Lakers have twenty-eight, but in the loss column, right. Spurs have twenty-six. Lakers have twenty-nine. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think the Spurs are going to get in. I think the Spurs are going to. They're going to come home. You know, they're finished. They finished the rodeo trip. That's always the toughest part of their schedule. Um, I think they're going to get in. I think they're going to be okay. The Clippers. After their moves at the deadline, I mean, they're they're five and five in their last 10. Um, so they're kind of treading water. If anybody could pull it off, Doc Rivers with the way he's coached the last couple of years, he would be the guy to coach them up. I don't think that they necessarily – Doc wants to make the playoffs, but I think that the organization would be happy to miss the playoffs. Sacramento Kings are one game outside of the eighth seed, still playing really well, trending up. And the Lakers, you know, they're doing their thing. One game below 500, two games behind Sacramento. They got a lot of ground to make up and not a lot of time to do it. LeBron said that he is locking in to his playoff intensity level early. 
Um, whatever that means, coming back from a groin injury. Are they going to make it? So, I think we may have said this before. I don't remember. In, uh, in golf, when you're looking at a tournament, um, if, if, uh, if the guy you're rooting for, the girl you're rooting for is, you know, five strokes back, but it's in second place, uh, that person has a better chance to come back and win in the final round than someone who's two strokes back, but is in 10th place. Because they got all the other people have to play badly too, right? right. So you know, you mentioned uh, five, uh, six, seven, eight. Uh, the first seven with thirty-three twenty-six. Utah thirty-two twenty-five. Houston thirty-three twenty-four. Portland thirty-four twenty-three. There's only a few games separating those teams, and that's going to fourth place. When you get to OKC in third at thirty-seven, is when you really see some separation, right? And then you look below LA at 28, 29. Minnesota's 27 and 30, but probably done. Right. Right. Pelicans at 2633, done. Dallas at 2631? I don't know. Uh, probably not as good as the Lakers if they if they played really well. LeBron came out today and said, you know, here comes Mr. Intensity and all of that. I'm, I'm, I believe him. Yeah. I think you'll see a difference. But I tell you what I hope. Here's what I hope happens. I hope all the young bucks from the Lakers play great. Yeah. I hope Brandon Ingram tears it up. Uh, I hope that um, I hope that Lonzo Ball figures out how to make free throws uh, and gets healthy first of right. all. Um, and then and then the Pelicans will be just thinking, what did, what would we do? We got to have those guys. So and I hope they like take the Warriors to six games because those other guys play really well. That'd be super fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I it's 50-50 at best. I don't know what I think I think their BPI odds are really low. Well, I was going to say I've got their 3% the while well, the strength of schedule is what okay. I'm looking at. That's what I look at next. Um and this is from tankathon.com. Uh the Lakers are ninth. They have got the ninth hardest schedule. How about the Kings? The Kings have the 21st hardest schedule. The Spurs have the 19th, Clippers 23rd. Yeah. Uh, Utah is 29th. Utah had a brutal first half. Oh, yeah. Uh, people have been saying that. Utah yeah. fans who are not just fans, like David Locke, smart guy. Right. He's been saying all along, just let us get through the schedule. Right. He's right. And and Houston's 15th. I, I'm not worried about Houston, but they got Houston tonight and Clint Capella's back. Yeah. And Chris Paul's back. Yeah. So they're yeah, getting, the Lakers, they're getting, listen, yeah. I got hammered on Twitter, not hammered. A few people wrote negative things when I said on this show about them not making the playoffs. We're like, what do you mean they're not going to make the playoffs? Well, this is what I mean. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a short thing at all. When, when they had 26 games left, I went through the schedule and I was like, okay, let, let's see what the gimmies are. And I'd counted eight, and that included the Atlanta game that they lost. Wow. So they lost one of their gimmies. Yeah. And that's just not good. I mean, you've got to win them. They've got... They've got the Bucks twice. They've got uh, the Warriors again. They got the Nuggets. They got the Raptors. They got Oklahoma City. Like at six, at six losses not, there probably. It is not an easy schedule. They've got to go by by my by my count. They have to win like fifteen games. What's the what's the you think forty three gets them in forty three or forty four? So fifteen or sixteen games. This is just going by five thirty eight projections. Okay. Um, so 43 or 44 games should get them into the playoffs. So let's say they go six, 16 and nine and, and they're in roughly. Well, 
Um, as long as other teams lose. Yeah. They, I mean, they, that's they, hard. Would you, how many wins is that? You said 40. So to get to 44, 44 wins. So that means Sacramento needs 14 wins. Right. The Clippers needs you 12. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's going to be tough for them. Uh, I really do. And quite frankly, whatever, it's on them. It's right. on LeBron and Rich Paul from doing what they did publicly. It's on the Lakers for not being able to pull the deal. They should, they had the cap seat to get. This is what happens. Pay, pay the piper and pay the piper, and we lose a, a year where LeBron is still great. Like what right. I don't want is that's the bummer. Thirty-seven, thirty-eight-year-old LeBron, who's just—I mean, look at Dwayne Wade now. He's just not the same. We love him, and we see flashes. You're always here's yeah. what I've always said. Uh, you're always gonna see flashes because that's what happens to old people. Yeah. Uh, there are days where old people just feel great, and and I mean not old basketball players. I mean. Men in their 70s and 60s or 80s, they feel great. It just doesn't happen often. And as they get yeah. older, it happens less and less. So old-time players do feel that way once in a while, just not enough. Yeah. You got to do well, it while he still feels great. And I, I wonder, with LeBron taking up the intensity. What the toll is going to be. Yeah. Well, does he have it? That's what I mean, yeah. Right? Does Can't he do have it. the ability to to do what he, we've seen him do over and over and over again? I mean, like, look, the signs of slippage have been there. We've seen them, especially on defense. Yeah. I mean, he – mobility just isn't there on defense. I mean, it maybe that's be, effort, but – It might be interesting, although it doesn't really matter whether he makes it two more weeks longer or not. Right. But, I mean, if this guy can get done April 15 and then not have to play again, in fact, I would tell him – Suit up December one. Suit up December one. Just you're off, bud. Go to the Himalayas. Well, he's got a movie to shoot. Yeah, go. That's fine. They <laughs> have CGI. They can fake everything now. Uh, go. Just rest your body. We'll see who we get in the off season because it doesn't matter if they don't get the right people. Yeah, yeah. It, it they're going to they're going to start filming this summer. So um, you know, I, I I I don't love that. Like that just. Feeds right into the story what, that LeBron what, went to LA. What team is Giannis on? He should be on the aliens. <laughs> he Seriously. should be the alien. He should yeah. be the bad guy. Yeah, I was thinking about Giannis today when I um, when I was in the shower, which is weird. But um, Giannis is twenty four um, or twenty three. It's it's his fifth season. Twenty three. Yeah. It, it is crazy to me. No, he just he turned twenty four in December. Okay. okay. It is crazy to me that he is probably going to win the MVP this early. When he came in, he was so raw. And to be able to put it together this fast, that's crazy. And he still doesn't have a jump shot. It's, it's coming, though. It is. It is. Month by month, we're watching the improvement. If he, if, he, if he can make a third of his threes come May, like they're the only team that could give Milwaukee, uh, give Golden State a run. Is he, if he can't, they can't, in my opinion. But a, a guy that can make that level of threes that is so unguardable if you close them out fast, everything changes for them. And the defensively, they're the best defensive team in the league. Do you put him in the same tier as Steph Curry and LeBron and KD yet? In, in what way? How, what, how am I so, determining the tier? So if, if Steph, LeBron, and KD are the top tier of the league, okay, those three guys are the best three players. Where's Anthony Davis? I put Anthony Davis below those guys. Okay. Which like James Harden. <laughs> we don't, so we're not agreeing on the tiers either. 
Oh, we probably we, maybe not. Is James, James Harden, Harden isn't in your top. Like, I, I listen. I'm not great at that. Uh, yeah, I, I think Curry's the best offensive player in the history of the game. Right. Period. Right. Um, I think KD has an argument for what he can do. LeBron overall is probably the best player ever to play. And uh, what Harden does is magnificent. But so I have Curry by himself offensively, okay. which is not fair because we play both sides in this game. Sure. Sure. So if you look at the impact of everything, I, I, that's your best group, period. I, I don't know that I'd rank one. So so let's just be fair. Antetokounmpo, sure. Curry, Harden, Davis. Am I missing? KD, LeBron. KD, LeBron, right. That is, they're on an island by themselves. Is Paul George in that list for you? And I, uh, Paul, this year, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at over the course of some time. Right, right. Uh, this year, he's he's right there with them. The guy's having an incredible season, again, on both ends. So Curry is so prolific offensively, and I don't just mean individually, I mean impact, right. because of how he's had to be guarded. It makes up for the fact that he's just good on defense. He's not bad. He's just good. Yeah. But guys like Paul George are elite on defense. Oh, incredible. And Harden, uh, as bad as people whip him on defense, tell me if I'm wrong, I thought I looked it up before the break, he was number one in the NBA in deflections. Yeah, Harden's number one in it. That's crazy. So he, he's not that much. By the way, deflections are super important. Yeah, he's like okay. second in steals. Is he really that high? Yeah. I haven't yeah. looked at that. So, so yeah, I, I would put, yes, I'd put Giannis with that group. But that's over the course of a season. If we look at the postseason where teams can really focus on, on the individual matchups in each game and make adjustments within that little microscope, right? That little tell that little lens. Uh, I think Giannis' inability to shoot the three is is problematic for him, right. and so I would rank him a little bit lower. But that's what I'm saying. If he suddenly can make even a third, uh, it, it just it's a it's a dynamic game changer, and he puts him in that group. Yeah, but he's the MVP right now. Uh, I think this is a good spot to wrap it up. We're, I'm ready for, to watch some games. Finally, I, I had a nice break. I don't know about you. I've, I've been working on my van almost the entire time. Like a um, custom van? It's a Vanagon, so a Volkswagen. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. And, Are you uh, hanging out with Bill Walton? <laughs> no, this is actually, this looks like more like something out of Mad Max. It's uh, it's like oh, a no late 80s one, all-wheel is drive. Is that what you're shooting for? Um, I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I take it like into some gnarly stuff to go camping. And Do you, do you uh, Dave, do you drink beer out of a beer stein? Uh, I don't drink beer. You're off beer. Yeah. I, I thought, so I might have like four a year. Um, Are those in a beer sign. Uh, <laughs> no, I have cold mugs though. I always yeah. have cold mugs, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I drink scotch and, and red what wine. do you drink in scotch wise? Uh, Lagavulin 16 is my go-to. Um, but you know, I like, I like a lot of different stuff. Uh, anything, uh, smoky. So like, I love a Lafroy. The, the issue with scotch though, like you can't just drink that like i mean i could drink it maybe with a steak but i can't drink it with most things right yeah. it's like end of the night so right like that's to, what you finish with yeah exactly so you know drinking drinking red wine with whatever else and then you know finish up with some scotch but uh yeah so i've just been working on my van i'm adding um all this like modern electronics to make it more convenient you know like keyless start and all this stuff what will you guys do with it um, well, I, I, I mean, I've been using it for years, but I take it camping and yeah. you know, it's got, got a fridge, got a heater, got a bed. It's cool. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. I'll post pictures on my, on my Instagram when I get it all buttoned yeah, up. That's cool. but, yeah. My dog loves it. So like 
he knows it's time to go have fun. So like we take it and we go hike, you know, like eight miles a day. And, uh, when I'm working on it, I have to keep the door open cause he likes to go and hang out in it. It's really funny. That's cool. Um, but that's what I've been doing with my spare time. So, um, uh, but I am ready to watch games. Finally, it was a nice little break. Uh, and now we're in the home stretch. Yes, it's sir. almost over. Season's almost over. Yes, uh, what do you, what are you going to watch this week? What, what is, what are the big things you want to see in the next week, uh, in the league? The only thing I thought of, um, when you first asked me that right away, I thought, I, I want to see what Golden State looks like. Um, they, they really are, are chasing history, uh, in a, in a significant way because it's not just three straight, four and five. It's, it's four and five with the only loss being, you know, an injury to Seth Curry kept them from being the greatest team of all time. Right. And, and, uh, it, it's historic in a significant way. And Katie leaves. It's a, it's a different look going forward. Although I still think they can win it with Curry um, after, after this year. I want to, I just, I feel like Durant has been bitching and moaning a little bit. I think the team though was in lockstep and now they're taking the minutes restriction off to Marcus. And uh, yeah, I think we might see them, you know, in, um, in the, uh, the very famous horse race in the Belmont Stakes with Secretariat, um, which you weren't alive in 77, were you? No. I want to say it was 77. Um, he, uh, yeah, I think it was Aladar was affirmed was 78 that big, because they, they, they went back to back triple crowns. Uh, they, in those years had him. Secretary won the Belmont Stakes in record number, a uh, record number of lengths. Um, and, uh, but it was a competitive race for a while. And then just every day, every minute or moment, he, that lead expanded. And I just feel like we're going to see that with Golden State where, it started before the break. I think they have two regular season losses uh, uh, since December 27th. Uh, regular season losses in regulation. Right. So, so two losses were overtime by a point each. Then two real losses. Uh, I don't know if they'll lose again. If they do, they might lose a game or two more. But I just think we're seeing them really galloping to, to your point where they're going to get in the postseason and, and you're going to think, well, they're going to smash – the Kings or the Spurs, whoever in the eighth spot. Um, and then second round, probably still the last round might be where they lose a game. OKC is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they killed Denver. I, I think OKC can give them, a, give them a, at least a game, uh, win a game. But yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Is are they going to, are they going to start rounding themselves in a real form? That's, and then I guess on the other side, I, I'd look at um, Boston because if, if Gordon Hayward can play, to the level that they thought he might when they first got him, I think that's a, a game changer for them. And it's, and it's legitimately a four team race. If they can't, I think it's a three team and I favor Toronto and, and, um, and, uh, for Philadelphia over Milwaukee even, but with Boston, I think it's four interesting teams, which makes for an amazing final four in the East. Yeah. I want to see, um, I want to see Milwaukee come out. I mean, they were eight and two in their last 10 going into the break. And I want to, I want to see them come out and really put the hammer down. I want to see, like, I want to see them run off like 10 straight. I think that that would be really, really important for that team. Uh, really important for Giannis. I mean, if they come out and and win 10 straight, they've won two going into the break. They win the next eight, um, including they play Boston tonight, right? Like, so that's a huge, Oh, is that tonight? Okay. Huge game. Right. And it's in Milwaukee. I think, That'll wrap up the MVP for Giannis. Um, and then Oklahoma City. I want to see them go ahead and snag the two seed. Eight and two in their last ten. 
really playing their best basketball yeah, right now. Yeah, they're playing great. And and then they're going to be able to add Andre Robertson here soon. I want to see how they re-implement him. I can't imagine he's going to make it into the starting lineup. They're too good with that lineup. That that five-man unit is one of the best in basketball. And uh yeah, I want to see I want to see what they do with uh with Markeith Morris. I think he's going to be huge for them. Any minute he takes from Patrick Patterson is a positive. He's a better player. And Patrick Patterson was good, but he just, I mean, the injuries right. have caught up to him. Right. Um, I think OKC, to, to me, they're they're one of the four or five best teams in the league. Yeah, they're a two seed in the West. They'll end up being, I think, they're the second best team in the West, and I think they'll earn that spot. Yep. And so those are the two teams I'm really watching next week. I want to see them come out and, and assert themselves you know, as what they are and, and, and go from there. Cause I think that's, it's really indicative of how it's going to be for the playoffs. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's this week's show. We're going to be back next week. Uh, live for, well, I'll be in Boston for the live show. Uh, tickets still available, uh, through Jade's Twitter page, uh, through the count the dings Twitter page, um, for coach for Jade. I'm Dave DeFore. Thanks for joining us. And the rock is red The bombs bursting in the air through the night That our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner the land and of the free and the whole